welcome to the podcast, The Common Bridge with Richard Helpy. Rich is a successful entrepreneur in the technology, health, and finance space. He and his wife, Leslie, are also philanthropists with interest in civic and artistic endeavors, but with a primary focus on medically and educationally underserved children. My name is Brian Kruger, and from time to time, I'll be the moderator and host of this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, The Common Bridge, but this isn't Common Bridge. We just recorded um, a really really good interview between Rich and, uh, and Nate Kaufman. You're going to get that tomorrow. It's on uh, uh, health care. I've cornered Rich here, though. So since we're here and the microphones are on, Rich, i got to ask you about impeachment. I, I, I know you weren't expecting this. This isn't about policy, but just what do you got? Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, <laughs> for, you know, look, I, I, I don't think I have anything to add that uh, hasn't been said. Um, well, it's, I, it's, it's, it's just look, it's just another exercise in partisanship. Um, I, I think I said on one of our recordings, like in October, that yeah, the House is going to impeach, and we knew the Senate was going to acquit, and this colossal waste of time um, has advanced. Let's see how many policies check in my list. Oh, none. <laughs> and as long as we keep consuming that stuff, we're going to keep getting it. Um, yeah. But it's it's nonsense. It, I don't know. Well, let me ask you a few questions then, and, and, and you can throw things at me from across the studio if you want. But um, was do you think that uh, that Trump was uh, was seeking dirt when he started this whole thing? I mean, do you think that was his motivation? Well, I, I'm not going to guess the motivation of this president. Um, that the Democrats certainly assumed he wanted dirt. He clearly asked for an investigation. Um, the Democrats immediately leaped to he wants dirt, and I'm thinking, hmm, what do they know? that we don't know. I mean, things you didn't hear said, why didn't anybody named Biden, Hunter, Joe, or whomever, say, investigate us all you want. We, we're, we're clean as it can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mean, think they wanted that. What, what, I mean, and then when you think about it, that's the thing that lit this whole thing. It wasn't like Trump called up and said, make up something about this guy. He said, here's this video of the then Vice President Biden saying, I'm holding back a billion dollars unless you fire this guy who is investigating entities and things around his son who's making a boatload of money that he doesn't appear to be qualified for. And I'm kind of curious about that. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it speaks to track record in public office. But I'm not assuming that there's, quote, dirt there. But based on the reaction, I think a lot of people are, and I'm just wondering what they know. Yeah, fair enough. So there's a lot of discussion about uh, the Bolton book. Um, and we haven't read it. It hasn't, it hasn't been expert, excerpted for the rest of us to, to, to look at, but uh, they did look at it. I was certain that somebody would come in with that because it looked like it was an, an amazing smoking gun. Somebody just could have just started reading off of it. Why not bring in Bolton, not as a witness, but just bring in the book? Say, look, let's, let's, let's look at this. 
Well, they could have done that. Um, look, if, if anybody believes that the manuscript just happened to show up the night before the Republicans were putting their defense on, <laughs> they didn't watch the Kavanaugh hearings very closely. Um, and so it would have been real easy for the House committees, either one of them, to subpoena the manuscript. And I have to believe the New York Times would give it to them if there was something damaging in there. And they didn't. And it's kind of held back. And then on the evening before, it steps on the news cycle. And then you have Chuck Schumer in every single media that he can get, Bolton, 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 Bolton. You know, I would have been a lot more convinced if Chuck Schumer was holding up a copy of the manuscript and saying, right here in this manuscript that I'm going to read into the record shows the president misbehaved. He didn't do that. Okay, so all he's doing is playing politics. And, and this whole exercise, I, I, it's been a partisan nonsense. It's just, I doubt it's changed anybody's mind. Mm -hmm. I don't think it brought anybody into the Republican camp. Uh, did the Democrats rally their base? I mean, who knows? But did the Republicans re uh, rally their base? Um, where if I was, and by the way, I'm not a political pundit. I'm a policy guy, but mm -hmm. I, I will tell you, that's a lot of peas in there, isn't it? Um, there's a, uh, the, the um, I, I think that it, if it benefited anybody, it probably benefited the Republicans because it's just, they're throwing more stuff at Trump, more negatives, which has worked. Let me check my notes here. Oh, never. And now it's old news and people go, yeah, well, we heard that. All right. So uh, you'll see two weeks from now, all this stuff's going to be out of the news cycle. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's over. You're not going to hear Bolton. You're not going to hear there was no witnesses called. Well, I think a week from now, because I don't think the Democrats are going to need to have this hanging over there. You know, going to the election, I think it's going to it might smell bad when this. Well, is, no, this I think they'll shift to, oh, there's been constant scandals. And like I like I like my government to be clean. Mm -hmm. All right. And but I, I'm kind of old fashioned. I like like my Russian collusion to have like either Russians in it or collusion. I mean, one <laughs> of the two, and they looked really hard for that. And then they wanted, it was a distraction where we're gonna shift gears that maybe there's obstruction over there. Well, we can't really say that it is, but we're gonna kind of say it might be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, give me a break. It, I mean, who are you feeding right here? And, and you know, clearly, uh, uh, the Democrats were intent on impeachment from 2016. Jerry Nadler um, was, told Molly Hemingway the day after the election on the train from New York down to Washington that they were going to impeach the president. I mean, they wanted to impeach the president in the worst way. They did it, and I think they did it to their own detriment. Yeah, um, that would be unfortunate. For yeah, them. but I mean, just it's I don't know who it serves. That's my, yeah. my complaint about it. And, you know, look, if the president did something that he shouldn't have done, they need to be held to account. Um, if you go back into things, most recent history, Bill Clinton perjured himself. He lost the ability to practice law. There's no question Bill Clinton perjured himself. It was up to the Senate to say, all right, is that enough to remove him from office? And the Senate at that time said no. Right. Uh, it was Democratic-controlled Senate, but they said no, so fine. Richard Nixon 
clearly obstructed justice, and the Republicans and the Democrats went in and said, look, you're going to get impeached oh, yeah. and you're going to get removed from office. Yeah, when the Republicans walked into the Oval Office and said, look, you're going to need to leave. Right. So that was clear. It was, you know, clear. Now, fast forward to this, and I would have been a lot more convinced if there would have been a first person whistleblower comes in and says, hey, I heard this, and the recording or transcripts of the call aren't accurate. Mm -hmm. No, no first person is saying that anything was inaccurate. I would have been a lot more convinced if Adam Schiff would have said, yeah, the guy approached my office and we worked with him and I'm willing to put my hand up and testify what we did. Didn't get that. Yeah. What did we get? A parade of people saying, well, they just presumed something or secondhand. Okay. They reported those out. They sat on them for a month, and now they come over to the Senate, right? And so you don't you don't think it was a full case that came from the House, a case that said, "Here's this, here's evidence, here's um, everything you need." You know, let's you know what you look. At. Do you think it came over half baked? Well, all I like to do is apply the personal test. <laughs> all right. If someone accused me of doing something, and they said, "Well, I." heard it from a guy who said he was there who assumed that it happened and I'm going to be convicted on that I, I think I have a problem with it sure um it just seems that there should be more compelling information um and it struck me as puzzling that there was this it's a compelling case overwhelming evidence and then uh, the next breath, we need more evidence. It's like, <laughs> right, I, I, right. come on. I mean, and, and the risk, Brian, for me talking like this is that I am about policy. And if you give the president a fair shake, you can lose half the people. Instantly. And, and look, he's not a likable president. Mm -mm. Nobody came in and said, hey, I know what we need. <laughs> this guy. We need a guy who careens around. We, we never know what he's going to do overnight. You realize a whole country's waking up every day going, my God, what did he tweet? <laughs> Could you imagine being his chief of staff? Like, oh, man. <laughs> Anybody. It's, it, you know, it's, uh, it, it would, it, the whole country, though, is, because, and it's not like it's a mystery, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like. You know, well, if it's chief of staff, say, well, let me tell you the real story, right? <laughs> right. Um, we see it at first hand. He does it. You know, it's uh, there's no question about it. Um, so right now, we, we've missed a lot of important stories. Um, you know, we now have the, a second FBI director exposed as someone serially lying about the most sensitive that's matters. That's troubling, isn't it? That's, just, that's so troubling. We've had orchestrated lying to the foreign intelligence surveillance courts. The federal deficit's ballooning. We, have is we haven't solved health care, guns, student debt. Immigration remains unaddressed. And by the way, this is February 1st that we're recording this. <laughs> Brexit starts today. Um, that's right, yeah. And, uh, you know, England only has like 800 years as a independent country not part of the european union so obviously they won't know what to do as an independent 
No, no they're lost. Yeah, the exactly. Headlines say they lo- they're lost. What would they do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, hey, listen, I put you on the spot, and I apologize. I figured we had the microphones going. We had tape rolling, and you know it's not tape, but it still makes me laugh. Um, so I apologize. And, and so it, what we should be looking forward to is tomorrow in your, in your discussion with Nate Coffey. Yeah, exactly. Let's get back to policy. I think that um, I, I don't think this whole impeachment charade um, changed one mind. I think if you were a partisan that thought uh, Adam Schiff uh, should be, you know, coronated and and Donald Trump's the worst human being, you still think that. Mm-hmm. And if you were a person that really thinks that the president is unfairly attacked and beleaguered, you still think that. All the polls show that that the needle didn't move. Yeah, it, because it was so predictable. Right. And you know, we've seen the movie. Um, I actually made a list just f- for grins. And there's like over 40 times, 40 people that had so-called bombshells that mm-hmm. fizzled. And I don't know, maybe I should probably give those to somebody that wants to do a political podcast. Yeah. I want us to focus on policy. We won't get policy until we demand it. So tell your legislatures and tell your news sources to cut the partisan fear-mongering and the character attacks and let's talk about the issues of the day and let's get off the notion that some compelling argument is going to bring a dyed-in-the-wool Trump advocate all the way from that polar extreme all the way across to Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. or a you know, dyed-in-the-wool anti-Trumper to, you know, into putting on a MAGA hat. It's not going to happen. <laughs> That's right. So what can we, can we agree to disagree? And then can we try to find something workable policy-wise that's at least better than where we are today? That sounds and good. And tomorrow's broadcast, by the way, mm-hmm. on Nate Kaufman. Yep. Uh, a real treat. Known the guy for years. One of the most educated and insightful guy in the front lines of healthcare. Don't miss it. You have been listening to Richard Helpy's Common Bridge podcast, recording and post-production provided by Stunt3 Multimedia. All rights are reserved by Richard Helpy. For more information, visit richardhelpy.com.